It's the hour. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jason. And on today's show... Two men are lost at sea on a small boat for 29 days. Airbnb is now offering a lost at sea getaway for $29 a night. A Nazi and a pedophile? Boy, that guy sounds like a real jerk. Raising Cane's corporate staff is circling back to follow up with cross-synergized towards upward mobility. Would you like fries with that? Mm. Angela Weber hated the Cats movie so much, he bought a dog. Coming soon to a Broadway near you. Dogs, the musical. Ah. Uh, woman gets jail time for getting too close to a bear. The bear will now have to wear an ankle bracelet. <laughs> not like an anklet. That's not what I meant by that. But like one of the ankle bracelet monitors. <laughs> oh, I assume that you meant like the the Jane Seymour uh, K jeweler ankle bracelet. <laughs> yeah, with the little a little uh, charms on it. <laughs> Every kill begins with K. <laughs> and yesterday, a 90-year-old William Shatner became the oldest person ever to go to space. You know, when I saw 90-year-old William Shatner, I uh, immediately assumed bad things. Yeah. Well, 90-year-old, morbidly obese William Shatner. <laughs> yeah, the problem is they're going to have to put him in a blue origin tube and shoot him into the uh, planet Genesis. Yeah. So. Well, speaking of... Uh, Speaking of, of old celebrities and headlines, did you hear about Betty White? Uh-oh, what? Yeah, she went grocery shopping last week. Oh, that's a harrowing adventure as Terrifying, well. Terrifying, yeah. Oh, well, did you hear about Angela Lansbury? <gasps> no, I didn't. Well, she was 94, and now she's 95. Oh, okay. Well, that worked out better than I thought. Did you, did you hear about Norm MacDonald? <laughs> He's dead. Actually dead. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I stole the, the joke about the Nazi. Boy, that guy sounds like a real jerk. I stole that directly from him. I can hear him saying it. <laughs> boy, uh, boy, uh, that guy sounds like a real jerk. <laughs> legend. Legend has left us. It's okay. He, he was people... the first um, weekend update person I ever saw. Oh, really? Like, Yeah. When, when I started watching SNL, he was the guy doing weekend update. Mm, mm-hmm. Then it was uh, Colin Quinn. Ugh. He was the worst. He was not good. He was not. I loved it when uh, Will Ferrell messed up and called him Norm. That, that was the show well, right was... after they fired Norm McDonald. <laughs> hey, Norm, did you lose weight? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, how was your week? Well, I have several or things to talk about. Two weeks, I guess, because it's it's been a while. It's been a while. So, um, it's our, been a while. <laughs> our listeners got a two-for-one special last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, they did. It mm-hmm. means, which means it took us two weeks to come out with one episode. Yeah, two for one. Yeah. And by us, I mean me because it's my fault. And I'm sorry. <laughs> and if we lose listeners, uh, you know, <laughs> there they all go. I don't know. Yep. We're down to three. Down to three. From our high of four. Yeah. Uh, no, it's got to be more than that because, like, we don't put that many episodes out there. We're getting lots of downloads. Well, it's very good. strange. Good. Somebody's doing something with us. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just spammers and Nigerian princes. That's all. It maybe really they're is. playing us uh, in uh, Florida parks to keep the homeless away. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you watching the uh, the Squid Game? You watching that one? So we watched the first episode two nights ago because uh, Becky has a friend who was like, "Hey." have you watched the squid game thing? And we're like, no. And she's like, how about we should watch it together and we can text each other while it's happening. Oh, that's a good idea. 
uh, because they live down in Atlanta and we're all part of a group chat, me and Becky and her and her husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we watched the first episode, uh, but we haven't gone past that because we're trying to do it together. Ah, okay. I liked it. I, I watched the whole thing. I think it's good. Watched the whole thing? All right, yeah. all right. I'm, I'm interested enough to, like, so Becky's friend was like, are we going to continue watching it? Was that too much? And I was like, all right, look, I've already seen an episode, so I'm finishing this thing. Like, there's, <laughs> there's only 10, and I need to know what happens uh, and how they have the story unfold. Yeah. So. Now, I got to ask you, are you watching it in its original Korean with the subtitles, or are you watching it with dubbed English? <laughs> it's it's in the terrible dub. It's in the dub? But I'm Oh, it's God, it's awful. Well, the first episode was. Okay. Uh, I did not go and change anything, partially because I was doing something else, and so I couldn't devote my full attention to reading subtitles. Yeah. So I've not tried. Um, so but- I will say that um, I tried the first half of the first episode with the dub, and I had to go back and rewatch it because I, I wanted to be a purist. Because the acting, like the acting from the actors themselves seemed really good, and the yeah, dub the was- the voiceover is just, oh my God. <laughs> it was bad. So I went back and I rewatched the I, mean, I watched the whole thing with with the uh, um, the subtitles. However, apparently there are two English subtitles you can get to. Oh really? And one is like the subtitles of the dubbed English that they did, and then one is like a direct translation from the Korean that they did. Gotcha, gotcha. So I recommend getting the direct translate translation from the Korean. Did you ever see Parasite? I never saw Parasite. One of those I wanted to see, but I never did. I, I would give it a try. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm not going to like uh, hype it up or anything, say it was like the best movie ever made or anything, yeah. but I, I thought it was good. In the English uh, dub, or should I do subtitles? Or uh, We watched it in subtitles. Okay. So, I mean. I put on closed captioning whenever I watch TV anyway, because I'm, number one, I live, uh, I have a child. Mm-hmm. And so I like to be able to enjoy things. And <laughs> number two, I live in an apartment. And I have a, a story about that in a second. I can't turn my TV up too loud or I'll get a noise complaint. But guess what I got? Did Ta- you get an official noise complaint? Taped to my door, an official noise complaint from... Was it from the, the same incident where you had well, the neighbor come up here's and the say, thing. hey, it's really loud? Yeah, so the neighbor came up, said it was really loud, right? I said, I said, uh, you know, uh, thanks for letting us know. She went away. And then, like, the next day I went out of town for a week. And mm-hmm. then um, I came back. And uh, when I got back, um, the day after, no, two days after I got back, I got the note on my door saying that there were multiple incidents, blah, blah, blah. And like the, the I had, I don't have the thing with me, but um, it said constant footsteps in the early morning and late at night. Like, listen, bro, I, I can't be any, I can't not walk in my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> this is not That's... something that I could not do. Yeah. Um, because if I got a wheelchair and I rolled around, you'd hear that too. So I'm not going to not walk in my apartment. So I'm just going to keep, you know, keep on keeping on. Still got my TV low. I don't do parties. Literally the loudest thing I do is this podcast and I'm in a closet right now. So, um, I don't know. Lots of clothes that are going to dampen the sound. They will dampen the sound. Yes, they will. That's ridiculous. And then, you know, uh, the other thing is, you know, I, uh, bought the car, you know, yeah, yeah. It's like a oh, I'm gonna get like a used car, not have a car payment, whatever. Took it to the shop mm-hmm. today, twenty six hundred dollars worth of work. Ah, oh, that's like a car payment. This is why 
I this is a lot of car payments. This is why I hate buying used cars because they need work, and you gotta still gotta put the same money into them. So now I've calculated it out based on my my old payment and the amount that I paid for the car plus the uh, repairs. I have to keep this car for 18 months in order to make it worth it for me to have bought the used car anyway. Uh, that uh, car sounds like a real jerk. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's Swedish. It's not German, so it's uh, Ooh. not Nazi-ish. Don't let it go anywhere near a bow and arrow. It might shoot people. No. Oh. Was that Norway? Jeez, yeah, that was bad. That was in Norway. That's next door, next door. Yeah, it's all the same place, right? <laughs> that's all Norway. Yeah, Scandinavian. Yeah. And I think that's all I had. Uh, how was your week? That's all you've done for the. Where'd you go? You've been gone for like a month. Oh, I went on a cruise to Mexico. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. It was fine. No, okay, I'll talk about it since I mentioned already. It was fine. It seems like a what? crazy idea to go on a cruise during a pandemic. What, what cruise line? Carnival. Oh, well. It was it was fine. It was fun. It was the first cruise I've, I had ever been on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a fully vaccinated. Did I, did I mention it on the podcast before or just to you? I think you mentioned to me. I don't think you mentioned okay. on the podcast. Fully vaccinated, masks required when you're in indoors, quote unquote, inside the ship, um, except for when you're in your your room or your cabin, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was it was fine. It was like, you know, it went it stopped at uh, Cozumel, Mexico, mm-hmm. and Progreso, Mexico. And did you get any soup? Did you get any soup? Oh, I yeah, get Progreso. it. No, <laughs> I. Uh, they didn't have tortilla soup. I had the chimichangas. <laughs> what about the Montezuma's Revenge? Uh, no, none of that. So you know how? Oh, that's um, I don't know if you know this about me, but I don't like things that uh, pretend to be genuine but aren't. Mm-hmm. So like, so so my thing is, if you're gonna have a cruise ship and you and you want the the deck to look like it's got wood planks on it. Either put wood planks on it or do something else. Don't paint wood planks <laughs> on a rubber deck. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. And then it's the same thing when in Mexico, like in Cozumel, we got off the ship. We were supposed to have a um, an excursion in Cozumel that got canceled. Um, no. But we got off the ship and we went into this, like, there's like this three, like th- maybe four by three block area that's mm-hmm. just all, it's just all gift shops. Mm-hmm. It's just all tourist trap gift shops. And you could go beyond that if you wanted to. Um, we didn't. Um, but I don't think there was much beyond it besides like uh, like desert, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, it was just a bunch of gift shops and tourist traps and stuff. And the stuff was cheap. Um, it was cool to see like a, a pharmacy where you could buy uh, like Prozac over the counter. That was kind of cool. <laughs> I didn't get any. <laughs> Maybe I should have for the for the trip back. <laughs> you might not have been as upset about the planks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like, ah, they're doing their best. <laughs> we stopped. We stopped at this at this restaurant, and I you thought maybe have thought I was joking about the chimichangas. No, I had chimichangas in Mexico, and they were good. But like, that's not Mexican food. That's Tex-Mex. Yeah, or I guess Mex-Tex if you're <laughs> there. Um. And it it was fine. I just I wouldn't pay for a cruise myself. Maybe if I go on like Royal Caribbean or something, maybe it'll be better. Yeah, yeah, I think that's possible. Yeah. Uh, it could be also where you go. Uh, we went, so we did a Bahamas one, and the Bahamas oh, you guys went on a cruise thing. before. We, yeah, yeah, and okay. so we landed in uh, 
Nassau and the same thing. It was like a couple blocks out, a couple blocks the other way. And it's all just like trinkety tourist trap gift shoppy garbage. Yeah. Uh, except for the uh, shops that were selling like Jamaican rum. Yeah. Or uh, bah- Bohemian rum, I guess it was. Bohem- Bohemian Rhapsody rum? Not Bohemian. Uh, Scott Abouche. But uh... <laughs> uh, and they gave they they gave samples, so that was nice. Yeah, we got a very nice uh, bottle of pineapple rum and a bottle of coconut rum. Yeah, so. which you're not allowed to drink on the cruise ship. They take it away from you. So right. on the cruise ship we went on, they did not take it away from us. Oh, so this is, I assume this was a Disney cruise, right? It, it was indeed. Okay. Uh, I hear that now they do take it away from you, but back when we went, and this was whew, like seven years ago, um, they did not at that time. They just like, as long as you didn't bring on like, you know, a case or anything, they're just like, all right, thank you. Have a good one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. Um. I will say I don't know. I don't know if they used wood planks or not, so I can't tell you that. Well, next time, can you please find out? I definitely will let you know. Thank but, you. But uh, it was very nice. I I enjoyed it. I wasn't sure that I would, but because being in a little cabin and being out at sea, I'd never done either of those things, and I was like, I don't know if this is something I'm going to be down for. But then it was a very good time. I enjoyed it. I liked looking at the ocean. I liked seeing like. Once I went on the cruise, I was like, I understand why it's called naval blue. Oh, like navy like blue. blue. Yeah, that's the navy color blue. of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've been to the ocean many times, but I've never seen the ocean where I'm like, yeah, navy blue. And then we get out and, you know, out in the ocean. I'm like, oh, okay, navy blue. Yeah. <laughs> get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> now it makes sense. <laughs> and I love it. Uh, we had like a big, so we had a big window in our cabin like a big round porthole type of window so big that i could sit in the porthole because it was like deep oh and so like i would just sit on that porthole and just like watch the water go by because we were on like deck three so it was only about one story down and you could see the water really uh just rushing past yeah it was very relaxing did you have a a promenade deck as well uh the (laughs) yeah it was next to the uh, arboretum (laughs) i was gonna say i would always go to the to the promenade to set my watch by Odo's patrols because I yeah, understand yeah, you can set your watch by them. It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what the, the drink packages were like when you took your Disney cruise. Uh, I don't know either because when we went, Becky was pregnant and so we didn't get any. I, so I did get a margarita when I stepped on a sea urchin. Oh. And I had to soak my foot, and so I went to the adult pool, which has a bar in the pool, and I just sat on the the stool with my feet in the water and drank a margarita. So I think I can't remember what Becky was doing. She she like was doing something else, and she's like, "Well, I'll meet you up there." And I was like, "All right, fine, whatever." That sounds like a um a country song. Um, like I got my foot on an urchin, ass in the sand, right? Yep, Callie didn't like it. If if you like pina coladas. <laughs> so so here's here's the deal. Okay, so I got mm-hmm. I got the drink package, you see. Okay. Um because the first night I was there, the drinks were like actually normal cost. They were like, you know, 10 10 dollars okay. or whatever per drink. Mm-hmm. Um so I got the drink package which is like an all it's pretty much an all you can drink thing. 
Um, mm-hmm. But it it turns out they cut you off at fifteen. Oh, and ask me how I know oh, that. Wait, wait, fifteen total for the entire cruise or per day? Fifteen within a twenty four hour period. And ask me how I know oh. that. Because you have fifteen in a twenty four hour period. <laughs> I started at eleven a.m. Okay. Oh. I got show wasted. I said you that, get one per hour. It keeps you nice and you know. Yeah, liquored up. I I said the c word in front of a group of strangers in a hot tub. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Drunk Jeff was out, and he doesn't give a fuck. And then, well, it was a it was a carnival cruise, so you know. <laughs> I'm surprised n words weren't flying back and forth in the hot tub. <laughs> uh, so, I so I'm record. I I get on the elevator and I'm recording a video because I'm drunk, right? And I'm going on the way okay. back to the cabin. Okay. So here's uh-huh. a here's an audio snip from that video that I recorded. Here we go. Hello. Hello. We're in the elevator. So what happened was, I'm not sure if our listeners can hear that. This man gets on the elevator, goes, Man, I'm drunker than hell. <laughs> Caught that part. Caught that part. Caught that it sounded like there was a woman there too. There was there was another couple that got on the elevator that was different from this guy. And then I said, and I slurred out, "Me too." And I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, we're on the the deck five, right? He gets on, he starts trying to press the the elevator button, and it's it's just not working. Um, so he he's like trying to press the button, his fingers missing it the whole time, right? And he finally gets it. <laughs> Boom. Right as the elevator door is closing, presses the five, it opens back up. He looks around, and we, we all just kind of talk or whatever a little bit again. And then the doors start to close again, and he finally gets that number five button. Bullseye. Boom. Door opens again. He he raises his hands in the air. Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> we're on deck five. He had no idea we are on deck five. So he gave up. <laughs> I'm pressing the button and I had already pressed my, my deck too. And so I went down me and that couple got off. Um, I, as I was saying goodbye to them, I, I said goodbye to them in my, my best, um, my best Mexican accent. And oh, no. yeah, it wasn't great. And then uh, we left and I can hear the lady, the lady laughing at me and the, the whole experience that, that we just had not with me, by the way, at me. I understand that now, but at the time I was like, that's really funny. That guy in the elevator was really drunk. And like, when I told that story and when I tell that story, like, Oh, there was this really drunk guy in the elevator said, I'm drunker than hell and kept pressing the five. That's my story. Her story was, wow, there were two really drunk guys on the elevator. <laughs> so anyway, I had a fine time. It's because of the alcohol. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else had a good time while I was drunk, but I was fine. Yeah. I mean, if they, if, if it was a problem, they could uh, try a different cruise line. <laughs> they could they could try uh, not spirit of the the spirit airlines of cruise ships. That's what they could try. If you don't want carnies, don't go to the carnival. Okay? That's true. And there was nothing carnival esque about this cruise. There was there were no clowns. There was no high rise act. There was a um, some water slides on the top of the ship. Okay. Yep. 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 When they blew the the horn, did it go? There. 
uh their whole thing is their the cruise ship they have the the whale tail on the top that's their thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i think they have them in the uh the pool as well <laughs> yeah that's good it, you're referring to the uh when a woman is wearing a thong and it comes out the top of her pants or man that whale tail oh or man that's okay so that's true another thing that happened um uh, there was a the liquid nightclub on the ship. They had little bars or whatever for every little. They had like the the library bar and like the piano bar, whatever. This liquid nightclub was like the dance club, right? And so you had mm-hmm. to go outside of the dance uh, outside of the dance club to smoke your your cigarettes. You see, mm-hmm. and so I did not go to this nightclub, but I was walking back with my my mom and nephew, and um, there were these uh, gay men standing outside of the. Uh, the liquid nightclub smoking their cigarettes, you see. And I'm walking by and I see one of them like look me up and down like <laughs> like I'm a piece of meat, right? And then I keep walking and then I hear him go, uh, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, okay, first of all, bitch, I did not ask your opinion. Yeah. Second of all, what if that was my 13th reason? Because the side of the cruise ship is just right there. I could have just heaved myself off, and that would have been it. You could have hung yourself from your whale tail. <laughs> anyway. I, it's fine. I, I had a fine time. It was, it was great. Yeah, it, lots of stories. I, I so. had lots of st- that, That's, that's go. the good thing. Lots of stories. Only 21 minutes worth. We've gone longer in the intro before. <laughs> this is true. But wait, have we said how your week was yet? We haven't. We haven't. Well, how was your week? Uh, so I got my car back yesterday. Oh, yeah. It, it was taken into the shop. I haven't driven it in a few weeks, and I got it back, and I got to drive it to work today, and I was very excited. Oh, yeah. So, Did you check for very, leaks very... and stuff? Uh, No, not really. You take None it of the damage was in, in a leaky-type area. Oh, okay. You know, it rained today, so you got to go out and check for leaks now. Make sure they got the seals on right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? I mean, it wasn't raining when I drove, and I parked in the garage, so oh, it's okay. pretty, pretty dry still. Uh, but yeah, so that was nice. Very excited about that. Uh, I've been approached and asked to be a mentor teacher. Okay, because which of the, means because I, of the the car wreck. No, no, this is unrelated. Oh, this okay. <laughs> yeah, this is at work. This is at work. When I got to work, they they uh, so I will be mentoring uh, new teachers. Oh giving them a resource to help talk them through things or give them ideas or just listen and sure. provide feedback or welcome I can observe, if they want me to observe them i can come in and say hey yeah this is what i'm seeing yeah. like, the, try this, this place try sucks the students don't care um so, so have, here's a, have a fun career <laughs> <laughs> here's the problem i know all of those things are true uh-huh. but i will not say them at work really Really? Absolutely you don't say not. it to your no. other your your other teachers? Absolutely not. That is th- so here's the problem. Other teachers do that. It's toxic and terrible. It is. It's really bad. And and so when I was in when I was in college to become a teacher, I had a professor and he said, "Never eat in the teachers lounge." Like don't go eat your lunch in the teachers lounge because it's just a bitch fest of negativity, blah blah blah. And in my experience, I have never had that experience. Every single school I've worked at, the, the, it was a perfect place to eat lunch. Uh, I was able to make good connections. 
there was not like like there was occasionally like oh the student but it was never like these students are the worst blah like it was never negative it was like ugh I'm frustrated by this oh yeah I know what you mean have you tried this like it was very like um, solution oriented oh okay and so that's you were fine. like more bouncing ideas off each other more than yeah. like bitching the bitch fest. absolutely and and like it also we we had lunch in my last school at the same time as some of the specials teachers mm. who we don't usually see very often oh, so we yeah. can kind of hear what's going on there Yeah, because they're can... not part of your team right exactly yeah exactly yeah. uh and then like the special ed teachers which was really good because we could be like hey you know so and so is having trouble right now can you check with them or hey you better watch out they're you know working with the so-and-so's meds and so they may be a little bit off today and tomorrow and whatever and so it was, it was like a very positive thing in every school i've been at this school not the case and oh. the problem is that we have gchat gchat like the google email yeah, chat because our okay our email is through G, uh, gmail and so we have gchat and there is a group chat for social studies teachers for us to like ask questions and whatever sure but it's really just a pit of negativity oh no and i just like i've started ignoring it like i won't even look at what's being said because there's like one teacher in particular too who i can understand how he would be frustrated because he's got like 38 39 students in each class and i Oof. don't understand why because there's enough teachers that we could take some and like to be completely honest i have like an elective class that i don't need to be teaching oh like you could cut five students from each one of his class, give me 25 students, and I could teach civics. Oh, yeah. And then he would not have that many teach. And the, and the 12 students that I have in my elective could easily find home somewhere else. Oh, yeah. You just cancel the elective or whatever for not, yeah. for not enough people I mean, signing up. Yeah. It's, it's not. I mean, so I technically have like 24 students in that class, but only 12 ever show up. Interesting. Like okay. a good eight of them I've never even seen in my entire life. Oh. So I don't even know how they still go to school there. But he is just like so negative about everything. And every interaction you have, it's something. Ugh, and I'm just like, oh, God, stop. Don't like, they know that like your company can get to those G chat logs? Like don't ever say anything. Don't ever oh, say yeah. anything at work that you don't think you would want your boss to hear or the CEO exactly. of your company to hear, but especially mm -hmm. in, in chat. I mean, so, and I guess here's another thing. Uh, I came to the school because I've worked for five years with the principal yeah, and we have a very good relationship. And I mean, you don't know who I am. I could easily be like sitting in your office going like, you know, there's a lot of negativity in the social studies department. You know, these teachers are really bringing things down. These teach these two teachers are like definitely not trying. Oh yeah, and they basically said that. And yeah, they chat. don't know you. Yeah, exactly. They have no idea who I am. I'm brand friggin' new at this school. You should give them your so, podcast info. <laughs> see if they want to listen. <laughs> you know, one of the one of the teachers does have a podcast for fantasy football. Oh, oh ew. And, and I guess it's actually like he makes money on it. I said, "Ooh, I judge him so hard." But if it makes money, I guess go get it. <laughs> you and our you and our podcast of like eight listeners judged him very hard on that one. Ew, a fantasy football podcast like everyone else. What do you guys talk about? I mean, the news. We try to be funny for an hour. 
<laughs> I mean, not that you're wrong, though. <laughs> no. I mean, fantasy football by itself is ugh. Uh, right. But then, like, we're going to do a podcast about fantasy football. Oh, God. One, one day, we'll have uh, my friend Dave on the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's got a podcast. Oh, does he? <laughs> it's fantasy football. Oh, no. <laughs> He listens, he, doesn't he? He uh, uh he listener rare. So maybe he, so, so he maybe listens, he won't listen to this episode and that maybe not. I don't know. I, he won't I, hear you go. Ugh. So I've listened to part of their podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Dave's contribution I like, um, but I I just I can't get into the subject matter. I don't even, I don't listen to podcasts. I get when my friends say I have a podcast, I give them a try. Because, you know, I say that to other people and expect maybe to uh-huh. listen to one or like maybe five minutes of one. Um, but, yeah, I, I I just can't get into the subject matter. I mean, I am a I listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, but if it's not a subject I'm interested in, it's not going to be a, a podcast that I listen to. Yeah. And I should also say that maybe the his overall podcast is not about fantasy football, um, mm-hmm. but that episode that I listened to was. So, uh, well, that I, would actually. That... So, Dave is one of those people. Um, this is my friend Dave that I've known since like the fourth grade, like a long, like no longer than anyone really. Um, and uh, he's the kind of person that because he's so passionate about fantasy football or about um, whatever sport, basketball or whatever. Like, I like watching sports with him because he'll like give me like background information and stuff. And like, we'll have conversations and stuff during the, the sporting game. It's like the pop-up video of sports. Like he's like, this guy, this guy did this thing seven years ago. And that's why that's so funny that he like punched him in the face just now. I don't know what happens, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's good. Uh, so if it was just a podcast with him in it, I'd be okay. I think. Yeah. I, if it's like you said, if it's not subject matter, no matter how charismatic the podcasters are i'm just not gonna be not gonna be down for it yeah well hopefully people um they the subject matter of like um florida alligators and wads of squirrels appeal to our listeners (laughs) well you know comedy appeals to many people which is why not many people listen to this so (laughs) good one don't make me just start don't don't make me laugh so loud my neighbors are gonna complain again (laughs) i hear laughter coming from my closet from the hours of, like every time I make a lot of noise, I'm like, okay, 7.20 p.m., he dropped the cottage cheese on the floor. You just got to turn around on him being like, look, you're pushing me into the closet. And, you know, oh. it's, it's just not right in 2021. People are forced into the closet by their neighbors. That's true. That's because- true. Oh, uh, uh, are, are you, do you ever watch the Dave Chappelle stand-ups on Netflix? Do you watch those? I don't. No? So the new one's out? Very funny. Dave Chappelle, one of the few people that can make me laugh to tears, even though I don't always agree with his his subject matter and what he's talking about. It's a lot of controversy. He's making the news. I didn't. It's funny. I didn't even know that he had a new stand up out until I heard about the controversy on NPR. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch that. Yeah, I heard someone talking about that today at school. A teacher was mentioning it, which seems weird. But yeah, still very funny. He's the yeah. he's the master, I think, at uh, at stand up and storytelling. Well, alrighty. Yeah. I'm sorry. Was well, that all of your week? <laughs> uh, yeah, just a just about. Yeah. I, right. I, well, I'm glad well, you finally got your car back. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm glad uh, 
you were drunk in an elevator with uh, <laughs> other people. <laughs> Led to good stories. Well, if you've ever been drunk in an elevator, mm-hmm. you can send us your story at uh, email at thehour at gmail.com. Or sorry, thehourpod at gmail.com. Yes. We're very good at podcasting after 166 episodes. If you send it to thehour at gmail.com, it will go to a different podcast. Yeah, it's a Catholic uh, podcast. We don't recommend it. Yeah. Or, or like us on Facebook at the facebook.com slash the hour pod. Or you can tweet us at the hour pod. Yes. And hopefully well, we got to wait updates. two weeks. Hopefully, yeah, episode. that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we have some updates. Yes. In episode 165, you have to eat the baby spinach. We were talking about the Maury show, uh-huh. and we were wondering if it was still on. It premiered in 1991. And it has just been renewed for a 2021-2022 season. Are you kidding? So, is this the longest is, running? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but it is definitely still on. Wow. And you are still not the father. And Maury Povich is 82 years old. And he's still got a show. That's crazy. Still going. Maury Povich in the headlines today, this week, just got renewed for a 2021 season. I mean... He started that when he was like 50. Yeah. Yeah, he was already you know, old when he started it, right? He's like 80. Is he still married to Connie Chung? Was he married to Connie Chung? Yep. Still married. Oh. Well, how about that? Connie Chung is still a thing? Uh, I don't know what she's doing now. What'd she do? Like, she was on like ABC News and then she disappeared. And like, what'd she ever do after that? I don't know. Somebody should look it up. She's yeah. 75 now. So that's, that's cool. That's how time works, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we also, uh, in that episode, we were mentioning the new show, The Lost Symbol, which is uh, a Dan Brown book. And we were talking about it because Eddie Izzard is playing a character that we assumed was the bad guy. Uh, uh-huh. And he isn't. Uh, and we watched the first two or three episodes because they give you three on Peacock before you have to pay for it. Oh, nice. And the show's okay. Eh. But, but Eddie is kind of weird. Like, I'm not... I don't necessarily buy his character. He's supposed to be like the head of the Smithsonian or something like that. And he just doesn't seem like someone who would be the head of the Smithsonian. It's interesting when he is. So this is Eddie Izzard, the comedian uh, slash actor slash kind of politician. Yes. Back to comedian, back to actor. He so in the roles that he's in that I've seen him in, he's he delivers his lines so nonchalantly mm-hmm. that it just seems like he's just he's not acting. But it's not mm-hmm. to say that it doesn't seem like he's playing a character, even though I know he is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the weirdness part of it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I. It's just like it's something's not working about it. I think also yeah. too, like he's got his long hair hairdo right now. Uh-huh. In that and something about that seems strange for the character. I don't know why. You seem like someone who's be like the head of the Smithsonian as to like I don't know, have a different look. Okay. Yeah, I gotcha. All right. Wasn't anything about what I was talking about. It was No, no. It, it okay. seems like, oh come on, you hippie. <laughs> Get a job. Oh, I, oh you I, have a very high profile job. Okay. That's what it is. I don't buy someone that rich because he's like in this ridiculous mansion uh, would have a hairdo that looks like that. Uh, Have you seen Richard Branson? Yes. (laughs) Maybe he's supposed to be like. Doesn't look like that. Doesn't look like that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're also in that episode. We're talking about Fort Mackinac 
mm-hmm. and wondering who it was run by. Uh, it's not run by the Park Service. It's run by the Mackinac Associates. Uh, they charge $13 to get into the fort, uh, but they are a 501c3 charity, so I guess, okay, great, but it's still a tourist trap. Right. And, and, and we're talking about not not Mackinac Island, but Fort Machilla Mackinac or whatever, right? That's on the tip. Uh, it's up on the tip by the... No, bridge. we're talking about the one that's like on the island. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff also mentioned that it was a national park, and that is true. It was a national park from 1875 to 1895. It was the second national park in the country after oh. Yellowstone. Wow. Uh, and uh, then it became a state park. And it was so good, they said, fuck it. Yeah, take it back. <laughs> Uh, and then in episode 166, Nicotine Menage, we were talking about dental insurance. And uh, I just had to go through my open enrollment, and dental insurance was $21 for the family. So Per pay period or per month? Per ma- pay period. Month? Pay period. Well, I don't fucking know. Go back and find out. I what know I do if know is... If it's 21 or it's 42, that's a big difference. That's true. But what I do know is that because my wife can get insurance through her company, mm-hmm. which is shit, I have to pay an extra $100 a month to Ooh. put her on my insurance. Yuck. Motherfuckers. I, I hate insurance so much. And me too. It just makes me angry. I might uh, as well, some... with a $10,000 deductible, I might as well not have insurance. Well. But I got to just in case I get in a car wreck or get cancer or something. Yeah. Get like it'll, a three, it'll cost you way more than ten thousand dollars. A three trillion dollar medical bill. Yeah. Well, uh, we got some corrections. Oh, okay, good, good. In episode one sixty five, you have to eat the baby spinach. We were guessing at why they use granite to make fudge. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And what it is is that one, the stone is perfectly flat and smooth, which is good. Uh, it allows the fudge to time to like set and cool down. Uh, because the the stone can take the heat, and it also disperses the heat so that the fudge cools evenly. Uh huh. And while granite is good, marble is considered better. Oh, okay. Well, get some marble. There you have it. Yeah. Uh, in episode one sixty six, Nicky Mina- uh, nicotine menage. I mentioned a guy named Crapper uh, was involved in toilets, and Jeff said it sounded like bullshit. It is well, not. Well, I don't think I didn't believe you. I think it just sounds like bullshit. I didn't think okay. I said, oh, I don't think I don't. Because that sounds more like um, some of the stories that we have that like the names are a little too perfect. You know? Well, Thomas Crapper was a manufacturer who had the first widely successful line of flush toilets hmm. in the London area. He was also a developer of the Ballcock <laughs> uh, that improved tank filling, which they still use today. They still. Yeah. Have you checked your ball cock lately? I haven't. Uh, American soldiers are the ones that coined the phrase crapper to mean a toilet because they came over during World War One and they're like, look at this newfangled device. What the fuck is this? Oh, it's a crapper. Uh, and then they took the name home and also took the toilet home. Okay. Uh, but the word crap itself is much older than that. It has a Dutch origin, crappen, mm-hmm. which means to pluck or cut off. Um. I don't like that at all. Just cut that turd off. You pluck it out. Pluck it out. I worked at a school where we had a student who was trying to uh, pull the poop out of them, then wiped it on the walls. That is a, I got an email from my child's school that there were people that were smearing feces on the walls as Mm. a TikTok trend. 
Yeah. So the the so there's the, the devious licks TikTok yeah, trend yeah. was going on, and we had to shut down all of our bathrooms because they kept breaking them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this month's trend is you're supposed to hit a teacher. Mm. Uh, and an elderly teacher was like punched in the face like eight times by a student. Uh, our administration, we have like a weekly thing where the principal and vice principal get on and they do like a announcement show kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and they made it very clear that if you strike a teacher, that is assault and the police will be involved and the teacher can press charges. Uh, so good. They're they like, we're not messing with this. <laughs> why? Why is it? It, it did seem that way. Like anything that happened in a school was like uh, extra. It's like extra legal. It was like outside of the whole legal system. If you fight in school, mm-hmm. you get suspended, and then that's it. No cops get called or whatever. That doesn't seem right to me. Like if you commit a crime in a school, it's a crime. Call the cops. <laughs> I mean, in some cases, yes. Extra. What was it? Extra judicial. Extracurricular. What was I thinking? Well, extracurricular and extrajudicial are different things. I know. I'm just fucking around. But um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. We should just put them on a boat and send them out to sea. We should have them play the uh, the squid game. <laughs> if you don't turn in your work by the due date, you will be eliminated. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> well, speaking about being sent out to sea. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, two men from the Solomon Islands. Spent 29 days lost at sea after their GPS stopped working. Two men, one mm-hmm. ship, 29 days. Sounds pretty awful. This season on Survivor. Awfully great. The two were rescued off of the coast of Papua New Guinea, over uh, 400 kilometers away. Fuck. Live Nenjakana mm-hmm. and Junior Kulani, Kuloni, Kuloni, uh-huh. Kuloni, uh, set out from Mono Island in western province of Solomon Islands on September third in a small single sixty power horse powered motorboat. Wow, that seems okay. So I was thinking that too when I was out on the ship. Uh, you would just see these little tiny little boats. Going out to sea. That's the actual, it was the Gulf of Mexico, but you know what I'm saying? It's the ocean. You're, they're out there. And they, they just let them do it. They let them go. How do they let people go like that? Well, they got, you know. You can't go anywhere. You can't even drive like three feet off the road without the police calling you. But you get on a boat and you go out into the ocean. They don't give a shit. Well, you know, it's the high seas. It is the high seas. So the, this pair planned to travel 200 kilometers south of the town of Noro on New Georgia Island. Yeah, so they're supposed to uh, be able to, you know, just kind of keep an eye on land, but things went wrong. Well, when uh, they have their GPS and that works, they can just, yeah. you know, get a GPS signal. We have done the trip before, and it should have been okay, Nanjakana said. It's just a few hours into their journey, they encountered heavy rain and strong winds, which made it hard to see the coastline they were supposed to be following. You would think that they would have a weather forecast before they went out there. Or, you know, if they're, like, following the coastline, turn toward the coast and, like, pull over, right? <laughs> yeah. I, That's what you do on the highway, right? If you can't see the fucking highway, you pull if, over and you wait. Yeah. If you could you still see the going. land, though, because it only takes, what is it, like, uh, 15 miles out to sea before you can't see land anymore or something like that? 
Well, the way they were saying it is they were supposed to be like following the coastline. Like they're using that as the guide. Like, okay, oh. well, there's the coastline. We're just going to keep on following that. So uh, took a wrong turn. Yeah. Took a long turn at uh, New Georgia Island. Yeah. I mean, they shouldn't have let Gilligan drive. I mean, that's true. Notoriously survived. bad, it seems. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. They did survive. Uh, Just like they survived on, on oranges they had packed for the trip, coconuts they had collected from the sea, and rainwater they trapped using a piece of canvas. That is... How, how industrious. Really? Yeah. They're like, well, we're fucked unless we live. What do we need? Food and water. So I guess if it rained, they would have trapped some rainwater. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I find it interesting they found so many coconuts. Just floating in the ocean? They, they drank Wilson's brain. They couldn't have fished. Oh, I know. For... He, was a, he was a volleyball. Never mind. Yeah. They couldn't have fished for dolphins. You know, tons <laughs> of dolphins out there. I'm sure they're, they're delicious. So they floated about 400 kilometers northwest for 29 days, eventually stopping or spotting a fisher off the coast of New Britain, Papua New Guinea. Uh, the men were so weak that when they arrived in the town of Pomio, they had to be carried off the boat to a nearby house. Mm, they must have gotten the drink package. <laughs> well, the problem is they kept hitting that five button, and <laughs> the boat just kept stopping. Yeah. Uh, they have since been assessed at a local health clinic and are now staying with Pomio local Joe Colialo, who said, now they live happily with us. <laughs> Good. He's like, they're mine now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You want to live here? Come on in. Uh, well, I mean, at least they made it. Hooray. At least they made it. Speaking of people who made it, oh. the, the Nazis. Oh. Police. You know, I'm I'm all riled up about the Nazis right now because Texas passed that anti-critical race theory bill. Oh, yeah. They're just... Yeah. and And now there's a school district that's... You know, teachers are terrified to have any kind of racial related book in their room. But a school district has told them that if they have Holocaust material, they also need material for the other side. The other side of the Holocaust? Yes. You mean? Correct. The Nazis. Mein Kampf? Is that what they mean? Like that you cannot both sides the Holocaust. Wow. And the fact that that's where we're at, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. So, uh, speaking of Nazis, the police in Rio de Janeiro have found a hall. There were no, there were no Nazis in Rio de Janeiro. They moved over there. They, oh. they moved. Remember, a lot of them moved to Argentina. Oh, yes. uh, House Hunters International Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want to be closer to the town square? Yes, I like this neighborhood, but it seems a little dark, does it not? Yes, it is also a bit Jewy. <laughs> police in Rio. Is that too much? No. Have found a hall of Nazi memorabilia and weapons worth an estimated three million wing-wangs at the home of a Brazilian man suspected of raping a minor. Just toss that so, in there at the end. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, if, if that wasn't bad enough, also minor rape. Uh, and minor with an O, not minor with an ER. Right. Not a minor, but a minor. Yeah. It wasn't like uh, sleepy, happy, grumpy, dopey, sneezy, bashful, or doc. Rapey. Rapey was the, the other one. The eighth dwarf. Also, when you said hall, at first I thought you meant like a, a hallway. 
Oh. You mean like, you meant like hall of like, oh, get the U-Haul. We got a lot of Nazi memorabilia. Yeah. We got a Holocaust in here. We got a haul oh. of all this stuff that costs a lot of money. Three million Three million euros, euros worth. Yeah. Well, Rio police found over 1,000 items at the home of the 58-year-old unnamed suspect. Now, why is this guy unnamed? Yeah, for real. We, like, we name, name everybody. Right. Name yeah, names. His fucking name. He's a Nazi kid fucker. Like, get now, that name out there. Now, I don't think he's fucking Nazi children. Not that he wouldn't. No, no, no. I mean, if it was 1938, the Hitler youth camp would probably be his place. Right. Maybe it was back in the day. Although he's only 58. I don't know. Yeah, not old enough for that. So the collection. <laughs> I've got bad news for you, Jeff. 58. <laughs> 58 was the 1960s. <laughs> no. So the collection. Oh. You want me to ruin your day right now? You ready for me to ruin your day? You know the show Married you with Children? Married with Children, sure. Yeah, you know Al Bundy in that show? Sure. The first ep- the, or the first season he was on that show, he was uh, the character was 38 years old. Oh, man. You're older than Al Bundy, bro. And I look younger than he does. Uh, did, yes, so yes, you I'm, do. I'm with that. Correct. As long as I look younger, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the collection included Nazi uniforms, periodicals, paintings, Nazi insignia, images of... Uh, Adolf Hitler, flags and medals of the Third Reich, and guns and ammunition from the era. Hmm. It's like, it like a Nazi flea market. Maybe he was just trying. <laughs> Maybe he was just trying to open a museum. An an, an anti-Nazi, and that's why they're not naming him yet, because he's like a very anti-Nazi person. Well, you know, if they were teaching about him in Texas, you know, he might have been a good Nazi. Maybe he would have been. One of the good guys. Because the good, there are good well, the guys whole, on both sides. Look, look, they're good, fine people on both sides, okay? <laughs> the hall was discovered after police went to the man's house to serve an arrest warrant on suspicions that he had raped a minor and abused other children. <laughs> they said, sir, you're going to have to come with a well, well, well. What do we have here? We have here. Oh, we've got a lot of Nazi paraphernalia. I assume that all the cops in Rio are also Irish. Oh, we got a lot of Nazi paraphernalia. Oh, look, you've got a little swastika on your arm. You're going to have to come with me, sir. Oh, tool, come get a look at this. What is it, O'Brien? So it's this- a box of Lucky Charms. <laughs> the suspect was also charged with illegal possession of a weapon and discrimination that's nice yes, he, he used a, he used an irish racial slur uh when yeah. he arrested him no he's actually just discriminating against adults uh when he's having sex with people uh <laughs> too far he is a smart guy and articulate but he's a holocaust denier he's homophobic he's a pedophile and he hunts homosexuals said lead detective Luis Armand, who is okay. Irish. Sorry, Luis O. Armand. O. Armand. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a good guy. Listen, if he's anti-gay, he's in our camp. I'm sorry, did I say camp? I didn't mean to say camp. My bad. Okay. Armand yeah. said the suspect came from a wealthy family of investors and likely had used his inheritance to build the collection. Police are investigating the suspect's connection to Nazi and other far-right groups and trying to ascertain if he was active in the marketplace for such objects. I like that they they say Nazi and other far-right groups because the Nazis were a far-right group. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's correct. 
And these other far-right groups that exist now are akin to Nazis. They just don't yeah. have the power that the Nazis and Adolf Hitler had at the time. Yes. Although they did uh, as of like last January. <laughs> we say last January. It was only a few months ago. <laughs> I, well, the, this, the, the January just passed is what I meant. Yes, yes. Uh, Aron says the museum would need to be found for the collection. This is something that is totally unusual and shocking, he said. Yes. I also, think we just have to do all police as Irish people now. <laughs> Perfect. What also, what would be shocking would be the electric chair for this guy. That sounds about right. <laughs> just kidding. I don't believe uh, do in they capital punishment. Do they just... Uh, I I don't know. Throw him in the, uh, the Amazon River and let an anaconda take it. <laughs> Well, this anaconda uh, don't want none uh, unless you got a swastika. If you got Nazi paraphernalia, son. <laughs> and now for our segment where Jason and Jeff offer helpful advice to fix your problems. I can fix it. I can fix that. We can fix it. I alone can fix it. Why do I fix everything I touch? It's the hour advice. Woo, that was a close one. <laughs> was almost, it? Almost crapped my pants. No. Oh. Thanks. Oops, I crapped my pants. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do some uh, No Stupid Questions? Yeah, I think so. Excellent. Speaking of poop and pants, Jason. Uh-huh. My husband wants to switch to a bidet to be more environmentally conscious. Once you use it, how do you dry off? Do you use a towel on your butthole that you reuse? That sounds unsanitary. No, you just get a hairdryer with a bidet attachment. <laughs> What? Jeff? No, okay. So a bidet is life-changing, right? So they make them. You can just hook them to your toilet. It's cold water, but you get used to it. And, I doubt uh, this. No, no. It, you do get used to it, and it is life-changing. And and to, to answer this woman's question, um, I assume woman could be a man, um, you just use a lot less toilet paper to dry off the bee. You still have to, like, wipe it to make sure there's no poo on it, but... Well, Usually I hear it, Dyson is making a bidet dryer. So <laughs> it's like the one where you put your hands in it, except you put your butthole in it. Yeah. Perfect. Or maybe you put it in your butthole and it blows all the. That sounds all right. Yeah. I think that sounds terrible. <laughs> Jeff, I purchased 12 pairs of socks in May. I've discarded zero pairs. How many pairs do I have left? That's right. One. One pair. Where the hell do socks go? Wow. So if you live alone, they're somewhere. If you don't live yeah. alone, uh, then somebody might have been throwing them away or, I don't know, putting them in a different spot or whatever. Well, behind the washer or dryer. They could be behind the washer or dryer. Yeah, so that. you do have to check if you have a front-loading washer. You have to check inside that little uh, your uh, your seal mm-hmm. in the front there. And... Um, I mean, I here's know. my question. Where are you putting your socks when you take them off? Are you just leaving them? Are they laying about strewn throughout your house? Or do you have specific places that you put your socks when you take them off? Are you asking me or are you asking user nearly anonymous one? I'm you asking user nearly anonymous one. Okay. Because I feel he probably is not, you know, taking care of his his socks. He he's probably putting them he's really nilly, just taking them off and leaving them wherever and now they're under couches they're in couches they're behind coffee tables the Roomba's got one it's it's not good that's true what's the Roomba need with a sock anyway freedom is it jacking off into it 
No, no, they're house elves. House elves are jacking off into your socks. You give them clothing and they're free. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Jason, why do interviewers ask, why do you want to work here? Everyone already knows the answer. Why make people think of a meaningless answer just to make it seem like they care about the job? Well, they're trying to see if you can synergize with their, you know, uh, corporate culture so that it's a good ROI and they, it's bullshit. They need to know if you can bullshit for real. And that's a good way to see if someone can bullshit. Yeah. I mean, unless it's like fucking NASA or something where people like want to work there. Like, why do you want to work at Costco? Well, because I like my family to eat, Ted. Like, that's why I want to work at Costco because you will pay me. (laughs) Right. Like, who's growing up going, I can't wait to go get the carts. No, I just have a passion for checking someone's ID 17 times while they're in a store. Uh, when I was young, I thought, I want to be the person with the highlighter at the Costco door. <laughs> it just seems like kind of, a, kind of a cake job, doesn't it? No, I'm sorry. I the, tell it's bullshit. The cake job is at the back in the bakery. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's delicious, though. They put that uh, chocolate mousse in between the layers. Mm, good, good. Jeff, they say teenage love is dumb. Mm. Then why am I not over my high school crush after a whole decade? And why doesn't any girl come close to being as beautiful as she was? Well, <laughs> I got some news for you, pal. Uh-huh. She's trash. <laughs> it sounds like that's dumb. <laughs> You're not over your high school crush because you need to go to therapy. Well, okay. That's why. <laughs> yeah, because clearly you're broken up. Now, it's one thing if you marry them. Then, then, it, then the situation is okay. That is different. But it sounds like, it sounds like you, you are not together anymore. So also, not knowing anything, but... By the fact they said I'm not over my high school crush and not not over my ex-girlfriend from high school makes me think Ooh. that they never dated. Yeah, good call. I mean, you're never going to get over that one, are you? That you well, you had a crush. Cuz you built it up to the Yeah, you've built it up to this it could have been anything, oh, right? It's a, it's a mythical thing that never happened. So you're never going to get over it. Yeah. Like if you had actually had interactions and had a real relationship, you'd been able to, to move on from it because you didn't create this fiction in your mind of what it could have been yeah it's like friday when you get off work your weekend could be anything and then sunday your weekend was shit you didn't do anything <laughs> you're stuck on friday guy yeah you're stuck on the weekend can be anything and it's sunday but night we know bro. It's we know sunday it's sunday night, night. get over friday <laughs> uh, jeff oh wait, no did i ask that one no i didn't did you? Yeah. thought I asked that one. Okay. But- Jason, what's some of the dumbest shit you've heard all year? Well, there's this guy who hasn't gotten over his uh, high school crush. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Jeff! You know what's so what? funny? Is that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was so excited to answer it. I was like, no, you ask it. You ask it. <laughs> Jeff, Wonderful. why doesn't pregnancy and parenthood absolutely freak out everybody? Not shaming. Genuine question. Uh, I think it does. I don't yeah, know of anybody think, who's not freaked out about getting pregnant or having being a parent. And and if they are, guess what? They also aren't over their high school girlfriend or crush. <laughs> and then some people because do want to they do want to get pregnant and they do want to be parents and that's those people are planning for Absolutely. And, and but they, they feel they're prepared, but yeah. You know. But they're definitely got to be freaking out. Otherwise, they're completely unrealistic about what this is going to be. Right. Like 
you think that it's going to be the Instagram. Oh, my God, look at my baby. It's so cute. Everything's perfect. No, that baby's going to shit and puke on you, and you're never going to get any sleep. Yes, but also don't listen to your old, decrepit aunt who hated having kids in the first place and hated Absolutely. her kids their entire lives because that's not really yeah. what, what parenthood is like either. It's like, eh, it's yeah. somewhere in the middle. Yeah, she's going to get a job at a school <laughs> down the hall from me. <laughs> Jason. Anyone else dislikes seeing people murdered in movies the older you get? <laughs> no, I love murder in movies. <laughs> this is not changed. I want to see more. This is not changed over. I will say I did watch um, Halloween, uh, the original Halloween movies, one and two. Mm-hmm. They were made in 1978, 1981, respectively. And um, mm-hmm. I was not scared at all of those movies. They're good. I like them. Um, but I wasn't like the jump scares. I wasn't like jumping and it wasn't, it didn't like draw me in because it was yeah, very obvious yeah. to me that I was watching an old movie. Um, so Those maybe that's what are... it is. So the older you get, maybe this person was like alive in the seventies and watched those movies and was freaked out by them. And they just get, keep getting more and more lifelike as the years yeah. go on. Well, that could be, that could be. Uh, I mean, I know that as I've gotten older and, you know, have children and things like that, I find some of the historical topics that I have to learn about to be more difficult. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Especially like, you know, the Holocaust. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like thinking about like my child and how the, their children were treated. And I'm just like, I can't deal with this. Ugh. Don't even want to think about no it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's a show on Netflix called yeah. the movies that made us. Yes. And it basically is about the making of these iconic movies. Like, Back to the Future, Forrest Gump, Pretty Woman, Jaw. Uh, I don't think Jaws. Uh, Nightmare on anyway. Elm Street. So yeah, they do. They've Halloween. got Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. They've got Halloween. The, the The new season just came out a few days ago. Yeah. So you know, what? if you're interested into those movies, they're they're pretty good. We've watched all of season one, all season two, and a couple episodes of the brand new season that just started. Here's why Netflix sucks. Uh huh. Not a sponsor. They they're making a their Netflix right. They're supposed to be a streaming TV show, but and movie also service. And they make mm-hmm. a documentary about these movies that were so important to our culture and how great they were. And they're not streaming one of those fucking movies <laughs> on their platform, not one. So here's the thing: Back to the Future <laughs> was streaming on Netflix previously. It's currently not. Okay. But it okay. I think I did watch it when it was on there. Okay. Fine, mm-hmm, fine, fine. Mm-hmm. But I had to rent Halloween 2 from Amazon for $1.99. Oh, Bullshit. It was worth it. Bullshit. Because uh, I did Jeff- the thing where it's like uh, a $2 digital credit if you bundle your boxes oh, yeah, on yeah, Amazon yeah. Day. So I did that. And you and can use the- it was basically do, do those expire? Uh, not that I know of. I got to check. I probably got like $20 in those digital credits. You could buy a whole movie. You could I buy could. Halloween 2. Rentable. Like I- $9.99. Not interested in, in that one. It was okay. Jeff, does anyone else listen to one song over and over and over for a few days? Uh, I do. do. Does other people don't do that? Not generally. So sometimes, like if I if I'm doing a lot of driving, for example, and I'm gonna be alone in the car, I will play a song over and over again and sing it at the top of my lungs. Like uh, Edwin McCain has nothing on me, <laughs> and I'll be. You're crying shoulder or soldier. Do Have you figured that out yet? I don't even know the song. All right. Let's move on. 
It's shoulder. It is shoulder. We looked it up. Knees and toes also. Yeah, indeed. Uh, speaking of chicken knees and chicken toes. And chicken fingers? Sure. Corporate employees at fast food chain Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers will be sent to stores nationwide to help shore up staffing and recruit talent as businesses struggle to fill openings. Uh, do you think when they announced this, uh, the employees started raising cane about it? <laughs> I'm sure they did. And I'm sure these people are completely fine with making their $98,000 a year salaries, slinging chicken and saying, it's not that hard. We're, okay, first of all, ridiculous. Those people aren't going. They're sending all the people from AP. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> They're already getting paid $14 an hour. <laughs> Uh, in a news release, the company officials said that 50% of the cha- uh, chain's corporate team will be sent out to work in restaurants as they aim to hire 10,000 new employees in the next 50 days. Yeah. So, you know, in uh, Washington, D.C., they don't have huh? this problem with staffing at really? fast food restaurants because they have a minimum wage of $15 an hour already. It seems to me, though, a lot of these places are already starting at that kind of range and they're still not getting people. Like, I still can't the friggin' McDonald's up here near our house in less than like 25 minutes. Everywhere I'm seeing that has the the big signs out front are like up to $14 an hour, up to 15. So nobody's actually making those things. Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. So the maybe we should buy and find out. Maybe I should. We do little the hour investigative reporting. Oh, that sounds like a waste of time. <laughs> Just like listening or no, not listening to my bad recording a podcast. Listening is worth it, though. Listening is great. You know, we should do an episode about fantasy football. Let's do that. Okay. Um, I'll start off with the um, the New Orleans um, Saints. Uh, I will start off with the Welshman Dragons. <laughs> so the, the Baton Rouge-based company of Raisin Cane has uh, more than 530 restaurants in 31 states, according to company officials. It's no secret that today's hiring market is a challenge. Ahead of our massive growth next year, having the support we need is critical, says AJ Kumarin, co-CEO. Co-CEO. You got to pay two CEOs? What's going on? How many CEOs do you need for fucking chicken fingers? Okay? (laughs) Put them in the goddamn oil. Uh, Though he's also the COO of Raising Cane. And that's funny. The... (laughs) It says COO, but I just see cool. <laughs> He's a pigeon. <laughs> They're an, an E-E-O-O. Cool. Cool. So that that AJ Kubaran guy, his name sounds familiar. Um but I just Wasn't looked him up. Character and saved by the bell? Oh. <laughs> I just looked him up and all I see is the raising cane stuff. Um You know, Oh, a weird segue on this. Uh, AJ uh, Slater, right? From oh, yeah. Saved by the Bell. Becky was it's watching. AC Slater. AC, that's yeah. it. Oh, so never mind. My joke's all fucked up. Oh, Either way, it made me think of AC Slater. And Becky was watching a documentary on uh, Lularoo, like those legging company. Oh, yeah. That's basically like a pyramid scheme started by a bunch of crazy Mormons. Oh, really? Uh huh. And they've got a documentary about it on, I think, Hulu. And it's oh, it's yeah. crazy. 
Yeah. It's crazy. And at one of the things they were like their head of like marketing guy who like runs these conferences. He was like in charge of like trying to make it interesting. He's like, all right, so these are like millennials. What? And they got what's his name who plays AC Slater to come and like they got pictures with it and all these, you know, early 30s women because this was a few years back were just like oh my god it's ac slater ah pictures so selfie ah. mario lopez and uh, mario lopez, he was it. on uh, dancing with the stars or something too right was wasn't he in a couple different things i think he has done something recently the man's yes. dimples are still on point let's give him that yeah. okay Maybe how he's... do you think aj kumaran's uh, dimples are <laughs> probably pretty. i imagine he eats well. a lot of uh raising cane and doesn't have many dimples he is uh well let me look at a picture of him. Uh no, he seems pretty average weight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe he was uh maybe AJ Kumran was the guy who like fixed steak and shake or something or ran steak and shake for a while. Anyway. Uh Raising Canes currently employs uh 40,000 crew members, company official says. Like currently or that's what they want to be at. Uh currently. Oh, okay. So they want to they have want like to be, They want to have another ten. They want fifty thousand oh. employees. Uh, well, employers nationwide have been struggling to fill restaurant, grocery store, retail, and supply chain positions. Have you had Wendy's breakfast? I have not. So it's really easy to get fast food breakfast because that's the hours that everybody wants to work. <laughs> <laughs> so are you telling me that people don't want to work until eleven p.m.? They don't. It's weird. That's um, crazy. But Wendy's breakfast. Dare I say it? The sausage biscuit is the best of any other fast food restaurant. Really? Yes. So I, I like a McDonald's sausage biscuit. Well, so. you may not like this one then. <laughs> it's, oh, okay. Well, so it's mind. it's the biscuit is good, but the sausage is square. I think they use um, ground sausage. Well, the, the shape doesn't matter, but I think they smashed it on the grill like their burgers. Oh, and I it see. Just tastes, it just tastes better to me. Also, they have a honey butter chicken biscuit that's very good without the honey butter. Uh, chicken in the morning, not... Not gonna do it. Yeah, it's on a biscuit. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a lunch sandwich. On a biscuit? Eh, sure. You know, in the South, if you go and order a a chicken biscuit, they say you want grape or strawberry jelly. Ugh. They don't give you a choice of whether you want jelly or not. They ask you what kind of jelly you want. Like, are people putting strawberry jelly on their chicken biscuits in the morning? Yes. Ugh. Southerners. Anyway, Raising Cane's oh. <laughs> announced educational ben- uh, announced educational benefits for employees aimed at enticing new workers to join the company, including an annual tuition reimbursement program of up to five thousand two hundred and fifty dollars for full time restaurant managers and other employees. Oh, oh probably only oh. if you're full time, only if you work more than thirty three hours a week. Um, but they make sure they keep you under 32 and, uh, 52, 50 will pay for one college class for a semester, I assume. Yes. But you'll never have time to go because, uh, they need you. Uh, they need you open availability. Yeah. So not anymore. I, I really think things are a changing. And I think, uh, cause well, back in the day, it was even hard to work two part-time jobs because mm-hmm. they would both want you to have open availability um, but they want you to have open availability and then they schedule you for like 14 hours of work and that's just not going to work. Yeah. You can't, you can't do that to people. Yeah, like, exactly. You can't expect them to be only available for you and then only give them 14 hours. Like, right. They're, they're going to get pissed. Well, so there's a, an area discussion board on Facebook. Oh yeah. 
that uh, I'm not on, but my I'm wife sure is. that's full of healthy discussions. Oh, God, it's horrible. <laughs> and uh, I guess they they post like where there's people looking for jobs, and I think it was a local McDonald's was like, "Hey, we're looking for people," and someone responded, and they're like, "Hey, uh, I'm I'm interested, but because of the pandemic, daycares have restricted hours. Like it's not as they're not operating as late anymore. So like I would have to be working in between like nine and three or four or something like that. Yeah. Is that something you could accommodate? And they're like, no, that's asking too much. That's asking too much. Like, they already have a bunch of people that can work those hours. They need other people. They need people they can shit on. <laughs> uh, speaking of things to shit on. Andrew Lloyd Webber is not a fan of the film adaptation of his musical, Cats. Have you seen it? Unfortunately, I have. My have daughter you? loved it. Your daughter loved it. How was James Ugh. Corden in it? Was he good? Uh, he was James Cordney. <laughs> so, uh, not James it, Corden. It was James Corden dressed like a cat. Uh, yes. Andrew Lloyd Webber is now 73, and mm -hmm. he called it off the scale all wrong in an interview with Variety. He admitted that he disliked the film so much that it prompted him to go buy a dog. Wow. You know, I never knew that uh, he was a big cat lover. I assume. Yeah, you I, write I, you write Broadway musicals, you don't love cats? Come on. Come on. They get on his piano. You're not a cat guy? Yeah, that's how he came up with uh, the, the theme for memories. No, 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 no. That's how Stephen Sondheim works. Oh, it's I a don't cat know. running across a piano or... You know, him with a hammer. I'm sure that's a very good joke. Shit. I just don't. It's not landing with me because I have no idea. I, I'm not a fan of Stephen Sondheim. Oh, okay. That's how the uh, the guy came up with the theme for the X-Files. A little da -na 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 -na. He just like, he like was mad and he like leaned his elbow on his keyboard and it went da -na 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 -na. And he was like, oh, that's it. Yeah. I think Stephen Sondheim just takes like all the notes and puts them in a bag and then he just pulls one note out at a time. And then he's like, all right, this is this is the music. It's an A. It's a C. It's a G. It's a D. And then he just plays that. What does that spell? <laughs> there wasn't really any understanding of why the music ticked at all. I saw it, and I just thought, oh, God, no. <laughs> Sorry. We're supposed to do that with a quote within a quote, right? We're supposed to, like... That's true, but but Andrew Lloyd Webber is British. There wasn't really any understanding of why the music ticked at all. I saw it and I just thought, <laughs> it was the first time in my seventy odd years on this planet that I went out and bought a dog," said Webber. Uh, well, I guess uh, when he came to New York, he had to uh, travel, and he says. I wrote off and said I needed my dog with me at all times because I'm emotionally damaged and I must have this therapy dog, he told Variety. The airline wrote back and said, can you prove that you really need him? And I said, yes, just see what Hollywood did to my musical cats. Then they approved and pruned back with a note saying, no doctor's report required. They Apparently said, they did some cats, too. Are you the Andrew Lloyd Webber? Then why did you introduce yourself as Drew? 
<laughs> I'm Drew Weber. Hi, I'm Drew Weber. I write musicals. So Weber is listed as an executive producer on the film and teamed up with Swift, I assume Taylor Swift, right? Yeah, he's in the movie. Oh, to write <laughs> sorry. To write an original song for the movie called Beautiful Ghost. Uh, while he has been vocal about his issues with the film, others involved in the project have continued to defend it against mixed reviews. Yes. You mean all 300 of the celebrities that were in it? <laughs> it is. It's like everyone. <laughs> Freaking uncle. <laughs> it's, it, it's one of those things where they're like, we'll get lots of big names and then they'll come and see it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Did you see Um, my favorite part was played by Samantha Daring. Did you see that one? Did you see her in that? Uh, no idea. She's the woman. Uh, she's an Illinois woman, and she'll spend four days in jail after a video surfaced of her staying too close to a mama grizzly bear and her cubs at Yellowstone National Park. You're a jackass. <laughs> Samantha Daring, 25, of Carroll Stream, Illinois, was, she was sentenced she was Thursday. In it. She was totally in it. She played the one cat that was in the back. She was the magical Mr. Mistopheles. Uh was sentenced Thursday to the jail time and a year of unsupervised probation. She was sentenced Thursday to the jail time. I was sentenced Thursday to the jail time. I don't know why that came up. <laughs> oh, you know what it reminded me of? Uh, yeah. I don't want to do the work today. I don't want to do the work today. I don't want to do the work today. You seen that? Not familiar. No. Nope. Daring pleaded guilty. To willfully remaining, approaching, and photographing wildlife within 100 yards, according to a Yellowstone National Parks news released. Uh, the charges stem from a May 10th incident when Daring was at Roaring Mountain in the park when the grizzly and three cubs approached. Oh. Have you, so there's video of this. Oh, okay. Oh, the video and, that she posted willingly, probably on her Facebook? No, no, no. So, like, it's someone else who was also there, like in their car or like near their car and like she's still standing out there everyone else was like oh it's fucking bears let's get out of here and she just like stands there and keeps filming and when they say the bear approach the bear charges at her oh and then like there's kind of like a dip in the the ground yeah she's she's and, the and, dip right and well yes there's there's a dip in the ground there's a stone wall and then there's a dip holding a camera <laughs> uh, and so like it stops there and at that point she's like oh i better go away Wow. Like this bear was close and could have gotten her if they really wanted. So my reference was from a, a musical called Firebringer. And I got it wrong. It it goes, I don't really want to do the work today. Anyway. Have I you see ever seen difference. Firebringer? No, I have not. Okay. Neither have I. I just saw the one song. I'm I'm not familiar. Okay. <laughs> well it was funded through Kickstarter, so that tells you how well it did. Well. The uh, thing is Kickstarter still a thing? Apparently. So, or maybe it was just funded by Kickstarter back in the day and it's that old. Yeah. So are we on uh, Witnesses Took Pictures? Are we on that one? Sure. Witnesses Took Pictures and Video of the Incident, which were shared across the internet. The video helped lead to her, to her identification, according to federal prosecutors. I just really hope, and I know that they all have different jobs to do, I'm just hope that they found all of the January 6th people first. And then they moved on to this to this Carol Stream, Illinois woman who was too close to a bear. I, I feel like uh, Yellowstone's probably in a different jurisdiction on uh, 
you know, they probably have their own agents for that area. Yeah. You're probably right, but I'm just saying there's a, there's a much different much different uh, set of crimes for being too close to a bear or too close to undermining our democracy. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Wildlife in Yellowstone National Park are indeed wild. The park is not a zoo where animals can be viewed within the safety of a fenced enclosure. They roam freely in their natural habitats, and when threatened, will react accordingly. Acting U.S. State's Attorney Bob Murray said, "Wow, I like the new the, the new uh, verse to Home on the Range. Oh. Wildlife in Yellowstone National Park are indeed wild. The park is not a zoo where animals can be viewed <laughs> within the safety of a fenced enclosure." <laughs> So, with the guilty, this is all made up. I don't know if you guys uh, can tell, but we make these things up on the spot. Lisa, that is not definitely pre- true. <laughs> you can't tell if they're not predetermined jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, with the guilty plea, Daring is banned from Yellowstone National Park for a whole year. Oh, no. I know. And Judge Mark L. Carmen also ordered she pay a $1,000 fine, a $1,000 community service payment to Yellowstone Forever Wildlife Protection Fund, a $30 court processing fee, and a $10 assessment. And $1,350 for the uh, Ticketmaster uh, convenience charge. <laughs> True. Why don't they just include that in the price of the ticket? Motherfuckers. You know, I remember when uh, I arranged for when we were in high school. Uh-huh. Arranged for a group of us to go see a show. I drove all the way to the fucking theater in Toledo so I could buy the tickets and avoid the fee. Wow, you didn't just I want to stop it. at the at the Ticketmaster booth at at um, Twelve Oaks Mall, or well, they actually they had one in the Hudson's at Briarwood as well. Oh, they did. Okay, so yes, you didn't want did. to pay because like for that many people it would have been like a hundred dollars back in the day, right? Uh, yeah, there's probably like. 10 12 of us who yeah. went that was a was lot a of that yeah. was a lot of 69 cent tacos yeah and at the time i mean gas was like a buck so driving to toledo cost me maybe ten dollars and i saved 120 for everyone wow so fuck Ticketmaster is the, the the moral of the story yeah well they started a trend that i mean i don't think it started the trend but everyone else caught on and they're like everyone pay extra for everything you want to fly to Vegas? That'll be $20. You want a seat? That's an extra $300. <laughs> you want to be inside the airplane? Extra $10. <laughs> so what did we learn today, Jason? Uh, we learned make sure your GPS is working before you go out in your, your friggin' motorboat. Yes, exactly. And we, we, we learned that we ad-lib this entire show. <laughs> there are no predetermined jokes here. Uh, we also learned... There's a Nazi pedophile in Rio, and he shall not be named. Uh, we learned that uh, all the people at the corporate office of Raising Cane are very happy that they're now working at flipping burgers or whatever. <laughs> they're they're slinging fries and chicken fingers. I think they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> flinging fingers, flinging fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We also learned that Andrew Lloyd Webber has a, uh, a seeing eye dog or whatever. Uh, and we learned don't stand too close to a bear 
Otherwise, you might get a $2,000 fine plus convenience charge. Yes. So what we learned is that's uh, legal to do for rich people. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and this hour has been an hour and 23 minutes. So I did, I did find um, something that's harder to say than grocery store sushi. Oh, yeah? Yes. Cruise ship sushi. Cruise ship sh- sushi. Exactly. It's, it's I, hard, I, I, turned right? into, I turned into Sean Cottery. Yes, yeah. cruise ship. If uh, you just cruise. do cruise ship sushi, it's like Shally Shell Shishos, but the Shisho. It's very easy. She, she showed them with her sushi. <laughs> so we were thinking, um, you know, what were we thinking? Well, uh, you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber has decided cats are bad, so he's going to rework it into dogs. He's got some other shows, though, that he wants to rework as well. He hated the cats movies so bad, he's going to make all of his other shows dog-themed. Yep, yep. Like the Pomeranian of the opera. Yes. Or Jesus Christ Shih Tzu star. <laughs> Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Doberman. <laughs> I... I assume it looks like uh, the dog from uh, Coco when they go and he becomes one of the. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all like multicolored. So my question is, is this Doberman wearing a dream coat or is he the dream coat? I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that it's still being played by Donny Osmond. <laughs> we also, uh, he's also rewritten Whistle Down the Weimariner. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> Uh, Labradors Never Die, which is a it's a sequel to the Pomeranian of the Opera. Ah, mm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, we've got School of Rottweiler. Oh yeah, Jack Black's playing the Rottweiler in that one. He is. It would be good. That was, he's uh, and, typecast in a lot of those roles. It is, and I'm very excited to see Glenn Close in Sunset Bichon Frise. And her follow up, 101 uh, Spotted Cats. Because <laughs> now she's switching up as well. She plays uh, in in Sunset Bichon Frise. Uh, she plays uh, film dog film actress uh, Norma Doxon. I'll take your word for it. 